Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Teleforce Productions and iHeartRadio presents Wheel Woman, Confessions of a Getaway Driver. Was it your plan when you arrived in New York City to get involved with the mob as you were in Rochester? I wasn't involved in Rochester. They were my friends. But did you? No, I didn't. I mean, I guess part of the reason I felt so comfortable with Frankie and those guys was because of my history with Sammy and the Rochester guys, but it wasn't planned. How soon after you met Frankie did you drive for him? That also wasn't planned. You gotta know, Frankie didn't want me to have any part of that life. He actually really tried to keep me out of it. Honestly, it was all just a series of coincidences. My girlfriends and I came to New York to model, looking for adventure. We didn't realize we'd find it so quickly. How could we have known our first night would be spent at an after-hours bar run by the mob? (laughs) 
Force cup, force truck. Up against the force. Five dollars a pair, two for nine. Never in your life will you see this price again on the streets of New York. Susie, Linda, and I got off the train from Rochester without a plan or even a place to stay. We asked a cab driver to take us somewhere cheap and fun and wound up on some dump in 46 and Broadway. It was one small cramped room for the three of us. Little did we know, the hotel was a haven for hookers. We quickly pulled out our favorite bar-hopping garb and hit the streets for our first night out in the big city. We'd heard about a place called Friday's, which was supposed to be the in-spot, so of course we had to check it out. We entered the smoky bar and made our way toward the back in search of a vacant table. Imitation Tiffany lamps hung from the high tin ceiling. Red and white check tablecloths set an inviting atmosphere. As we pushed our way through the crowded bar area, we noticed plenty of trendy, attractive men with lingering, hungry eyes. Finally, we found a table, and I noticed three slick-looking guys, weighed down with heavy cold chains, eyeing us from the bar. I recognized the type immediately. Italians. I felt as if I hadn't left home. It made me feel at ease, and if nothing else, I knew they'd be amusing. As they approached, Linda sat up straighter, flashing a megawatt smile and plenty of cleavage. Susie shifted in her chair, crossing her impressive legs and flipping her blonde mane behind her shoulders. Don't mind if we join you? Not at all. <laughs> I'm Vic, and this year's Chippy, that's Billy. What you girls drinking? Whatever you are. <laughs> Miss? Yes? Bring us all the doers and water and put it on my tab. Coming right up. So where are you girls from? Rochester. We just arrived today. Huh. You girls don't look like country bumpkins to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your first night out in the land of fruits and nuts? Yeah, it is. Well, you ran into the right guys. You're in for a wild ride. Uh -huh. <laughs> As I'd expected, these guys kept us laughing from the moment they sat down. Susie and Linda both fied for Chippy's attention. Vic had his eye on me, but I wasn't interested. All three of them seemed to live under the impression that they were irresistible to women. But the reality was something different. Ah, this place is kind of boring. What do you say we all go over to an after-hours club? <gasps> Hell yes. Linda, why don't we go back to the hotel and go to bed? It's been a long day. Yeah, maybe we should call it a night. Oh, come on, girls. Tomorrow's Saturday. What do you have to get up early for? You're in New York. Gotta start living like New Yorkers, you know what I mean? There was no swaying Linda, so Susie and I bit our tongues and gave in. We piled into a cab and headed downtown, going God knew where. Eventually, we got off on a quiet side street, and the guys started up a flight of narrow wooden steps, taking them two at a time. We followed. A dim light emanated through a peephole in the second floor door. 
A guy at the door looked us up and down before he nodded, allowing us to enter. Inside, a sign above the bar that read, The Sundowner caught my eye. Some sort of black material covered the walls, giving the room a terrible, closed-in feeling. Other than a few suspicious-looking guys in dark raincoats, the place was deserted. Yeah, this looks like a really fun place. This is an after-hours club, Georgia. It's not even four o'clock yet. It won't start jumping for another half hour. Oh, great. As my eyes scanned the clientele, one man stood out from the rest. He nursed a scotch and water at the far end of the bar. Vic caught me staring. Yeah, that's the owner, Frankie. When he heard his name, he looked up, fixing his stare on me. He wore a cobra smile, and his slicked-back black hair heightened the intensity of his deep-set, hooded Valentino eyes. His medium-sized frame was casually dressed in a dark, open-collared shirt and a light-colored sports coat. A sparkle from his pinky ring caught my eye as he lifted his glass in slow motion to his mouth. He never blinked. Though I was intrigued, I was so tired that I walked over to the bar, curled my arms, laid my head down, and tried to fall asleep. I'm still not sure if he knew I could hear him. Frankie! How's it going? Where did you find her? Ah, Fridays. They arrived on the train from upstate. She's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, young, and naive. The best kind. She's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Look at that face. That porcelain face. Oh, no, no. No, you don't, Frankie. This one's mine. I found her, so put it back in your pants. This one's different, Vic. I'm not asking you permission. Come on, Frankie. Let's play it clean, then. I can't compete against your charm anyway. I'm not kidding, Vic. Back off. Really. She's the one. You know, Frankie, it just ain't fair. I mean, why didn't God make me look like Tyrone Power instead of you? I got nothing to do with God, Vic. You just stayed in the ring a few fights too long. It's amazing you can even breathe out of that thing you call a nose. Not to mention what those punches did to your brain. You don't have a chance with this one, my man. Fine. You win, Frankie. You win. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. 
And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Were you offended? Being treated like that? I didn't think much about it at the time, because it's not like I was into Vic or thought I'd stick around long enough to talk to Frankie. Plus, I was half asleep. But, yeah, over the years, that memory haunted me. I had no idea at the time that my fate truly was being decided mere feet away from me. Was Frankie always like that? Deciding things for you? No, but our relationship was complicated. I had a lot of baggage. Hell, I was technically with Tom. And don't get me wrong, Frankie was great to me. But he had an inner dark side that was hard to miss. Did you end up speaking to him after he talked to Vic? Barely. I finally got Linda to go back to the hotel, but we made plans to all meet up the next night. And the night after that, and so on. It's not like we had anything else to do. We didn't know a soul, and they were more than happy to entertain us. Night after night, they took us out to dinner, to the play lounge, Vic's bar in Queens, Bino's tavern. Meanwhile, Susie, Linda, and I had plans to find an agent off the bat, but it wasn't as easy as we thought. We lacked two inches to make the cut with Wilhelmina and Ford, and we weren't the high-fashion Vogue types. And it soon dawned on us that we had no idea how expensive it was to live in New York. So, when Chippy offered us a job tending bar at the Sundowner, we accepted, and Frankie was delighted. Were you already together at this point? We hadn't spent any time alone together, but he had made it clear that he was more than a little interested in me. I fought it at first, I really did. But Frankie had an addictive sort of charm that I found irresistible. What was it like working at the Sundowner? For the most part, it was a blast. Eventually, we all managed to find agents, so if one of us had an early audition, another would fill in. But the best times were when we all worked together. The three of us played off each other and kept everyone laughing. We brought some life to the joint, and business was booming because of it. We only worked three hours, from 3.30 till 6.30 in the morning, and always walked away with a large handful of cash. But the real fun was after closing, when our little group would head for breakfast. Frankie and me, Billy and Susie Q, Chippy and Linda Bird, and Flip and Vic. It became a ritual. After that, if we didn't have modeling obligations, we'd pile in the car, and the guys would take us to Palisades Park, or drive us to Queens, where we rented horses and drove them on the city streets. And at least once a week, we hit the aqueduct racetrack. The first time we went, Frankie laid down $50 on a horse of my choice. He hated the odds, 60 to 1. But I liked the name. The horse ran wire to wire, paying me about $3,000. You couldn't keep me away from the track after that. And Frankie, he was convinced I was his good luck charm. Did you hear them discuss business during that time? They didn't talk business on our outings, ever. We were always laughing too much. And when we weren't laughing, we were singing. But around the sundowner, I saw a lot of shady deals going down. Me and the girls never really heard the details, or at least we tried not to. And we learned fast when to stop joking around and fade into the background. Who were some of the patrons you remember? Hard to say. Anonymity was key at the sundowner. We had cards with code names on them to keep track of who owed what. But we never knew most of their real names. Was Frankie always there? Every night. Probably paying too much attention to me when it would have served him better to pay attention to business. But he was protective of me. He'd be in the face of any guy who got out of line in an instant. And, against my better judgment, 
I was falling more and more in love with him each day. How did things evolve into a romantic relationship? Slowly. It took some time for me to feel ready. And then I wanted to, but I panicked whenever Frankie tried to get close to me. My body stiffened and I pretend to busy myself with something. Once I even ran away when we wound up alone together. You know, I still had never been intimate with a man, in the true vulnerable sense of the word. And following my rape, sex terrified me. Not to mention the fact that I was worried I was ruined and I didn't want Frankie to see me that way. Did Frankie pressure you? Quite the opposite. Frankie brought me back to life. He was sensitive and patient, and he gave me the space to examine the depth of my fears. Slowly, he began to gain my trust. And then, one night, we wound up back at Frankie's apartment with the crew. Chippy lit a sweet-smelling cigarette, and as I watched it being passed, I realized it was marijuana. I was afraid at first, but Frankie was reassuring, so I watched how it was done and took a few hits. Suddenly, everyone had gone, but... I didn't care, and I let Frankie lead me into the fire escape. We sat out there for what seemed like hours and gazed at the stars while he told me stories about each one of them. Whether due to Frankie or the drugs, I felt a new world opening up before my eyes. He made me look at everything so differently, and I loved how he looked at things more deeply than most people. Without planning to, I turned my face and kissed him. Suddenly, being touched didn't sicken me. It felt unusually natural. I allowed things to progress, and I became aware of how intimacy is supposed to be. And after that night, I knew what I felt for Tom wasn't love, and that I couldn't marry him. But I thought it was better to wait till he was out of Vietnam before I told him. You mentioned Frankie had a dark side. Did you see it often? Frankie was a good man in a bad world. Deep in his core, he was a gentle, decent person, but he was from a certain world and early on got caught in a darkness that he couldn't escape. Of course, because I'd been around it before, I wasn't as naive to his lifestyle as he perceived me to be. He worked hard to separate his time with me from that side of his life, but I just couldn't stand how he kept that part of himself hidden. And then he would disappear from time to time, sometimes hours, sometimes days. And whenever I prodded for information, he only produced vague answers. That is, until he realized I wasn't going to let up. What did he tell you? It wasn't what he said. It's what he showed me. To appease me, he started taking me with him to some of his meetings during the day. He called them sit-downs. Each time, he gave me no information, but would allow me to wait at the bar while he huddled in a smoky booth with men of mostly Italian descent. Did any of them stand out in particular? There was one meeting, I'll never forget, that looked like a federation of gangsters. A few were dressed casually in sports shirts and slacks, but most wore suits, dark shirts, and expensive jewelry. Becoming invisible, I pretended to chat with the bartender, but I watched as a thin, gray-haired man with beady eyes and a big nose made an entrance with a newspaper tucked under his arm. He didn't look like much, dressed casually in a dark blue button-down sweater, but they practically bowed to him. If there was a chain of command, he was at the top. 
What did they talk about? I couldn't hear what they said, but at one point a man made the gesture of sliding his forefinger across his throat. Didn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. And the gray-haired man just nodded. And that was that. They all got up and left. After, when I asked Frankie who it was, he only said, Nobody, baby. It drove me crazy. The thing is, I wanted to know everything about Frankie because I loved him. But also, I was intrigued by his world. How long did this go on for? You going to the sit-downs? They ended abruptly a few weeks after that. One afternoon, we walked into a bar and there stood two men waiting. Even I could spot a cop in plain clothes. Frankie had somehow managed to go above the division, above the bureau, all the way to the police commissioner. The suits looked at each other in astonishment when they saw me, and Frankie immediately knew he'd made a stupid move. He hurried me to a corner booth out of view, but I was still in earshot. What's with the broad, Frankie? Uh, she's just a kid. She doesn't know anything. Don't worry about it. You don't tell me what to worry about. You want protection, you make another appointment, another time, another place. Alone. They glared at Frankie disgustedly and then walked out the door, leaving him unprotected, at least for the moment. Was it at one of these sit-downs that you ended up driving a getaway car? No, that was back at the bar. And Frankie told me he regretted I was there. Though I did a damn good job. It was a quiet night at the Sundowner, which was unusual for a Saturday since me and the girls started attending bar. I was alone, which was never as much fun. But no one in the joint seemed to be in a laughing mood. The vibe was tense from the moment I arrived, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but something was brewing. Then, some wise guy from Harlem burst through the door. What is he doing here? Give me a drink. I made him a vodka soda and then moved away, giving him privacy. Suddenly, the whole joint went quiet. The guy had pulled out a gun and was pointing it at a man seated at the bar. I froze, not fully realizing what was happening. Before I could register what was happening, the man fell, and the wise guy just stood there, still holding his gun. I couldn't scream, I couldn't even get out of the way. Come on, baby. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Frankie practically dragged me out the door. Once on the street, Frankie pulled me around the corner. We ducked into a doorway and he trembled as he held me. Holy shit. Who was that, Frankie? What's going on? Oh shit, it's him. He's coming this way. Don't look. He still has the gun. Just kiss me. Whatever you do, don't look at him. Kiss me, baby. I closed my eyes and kissed Frankie as if it were our last kiss, which it very well could have been. But the man rushed past us, not taking much notice. I think he's gone. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Come on, let's go back. Chippy was hunched over the body when we walked in. The color had gone from his face. Fuck! We should have seen this coming, Frankie! Oh my god, Frankie, is he dead? I think he's still alive. You okay to drive, Georgie girl? Yeah, I uh, I think so. Alright, get the car, pull it around front. Come on, Chippy, help me lift him in. What about the blood, Frankie? Shouldn't no we... No time. Let's just get him the hell out. Make it fast, Georgie girl. Cops will be here any minute. They finally got the guy downstairs and piled into the car. Step on it, Georgie girl. I couldn't think about the life draining from the back seat. All I could do was drive. Doing good, baby. Turn into this alley here. Keep going, baby. Let's just get him to Bellevue. You're doing real good. Hold it. You got this. You got this. There we go. That's my Georgie girl. Perfect, baby. Keep going. 
Almost there. As I jumped over curbs and sped down alleyways that looked far too narrow, I realized that Georgia Black was behind the wheel, not me. She came to the rescue once again. Jeez, Georgie girl, where'd you learn to drive? I drove like a bat out of hell, handling the car as though it needed to be taught a lesson. Oh! oh come on! The guys were tense, but Georgia Black was as calm as could be. There it is! You made it record time, baby! Pull up ahead! When we arrived at the hospital's emergency entrance, Billy and Frankie dragged the man from the car and left him lying lifeless on the sidewalk. As I watched, I could feel Georgia Black leaving me. Her job was done. Honk the horn briefly, baby. Draw attention to him, not us. Step on it! You did good, Georgie girl. You did real good. Do you think he's gonna live, Frankie? You better hope so, or I'm in deep shit. Drive by the club. Shit. What? Look, it's swarming with cops! What do you want me to do? Drop me off at Bino's. Christ, Frank. We need this like we need another hole in our heads. Call me when you hear something, Frankie. Get a hold of Flip. Tell him I'll meet him at Abby at 9 o'clock. You drive. Why, baby? You're a natural behind the wheel. I've never seen anything like it. Really? It's all a blur. I, I have no idea how I got there. You're good enough to make a career of it. I mean it. The wise guy from Harlem. Who else? Son of a bitch probably did this to the cops who shut me down. Wouldn't put it past them, those bastards. You gotta get out of here, Georgie girl. Go upstairs, pack your clothes. I'm taking you to the airport. No, Frankie. I, I don't want to leave you. I don't want you involved. They're gonna question all witnesses. That's you. I want you out of here. But I didn't see a thing. Don't argue. You're going. Any way you look at it, I'll have to take the heat. But there's no need to drag you into this mess. I don't know what you're doing with a guy like me, anyway. Frankie, what are you talking about? This is no kind of life for you, Georgie girl. This is my world, honey. Always was, always will be. It's the only world I know. I don't have the right to bring you into it. You deserve a lot more. Frankie, what are you saying? Go home, honey. And you should stay there if you know it's good for you. How can you say that? I know you love me. It's because I love you. No. No, you're just upset over what happened. You don't mean that. I know you don't. I do, kid. I was heartbroken. 
But I knew that right then, worrying about me was a burden he didn't need. So I packed and let him drive me to the airport. But I had every intention of returning as soon as things blew over. Before my flight had even landed in Rochester, Frankie was already in custody. The charge was attempted murder. What's more, the police confiscated the cards we used to keep track of the bar tabs. They had a mugshot to go with every code name we had. They brought in a stream of potential witnesses, but nobody was talking. The cops on the beat were uptight, but not as much as the commissioner's men, who were afraid the investigation would blow their cover. Every day, Frankie was led from his cell and questioned for hours. They knew he didn't do it, but they were sure he knew who did. Was that the end of your romantic relationship? Yes and no. A few months later, he got out, and as soon as he called, I raced back to the city. But things were different after that. How so? Oh, everything was different. Susie and Linda had left after the incident. Even though they weren't there that night, they knew they would be questioned. But they didn't come back. Bar was closed, there were no more fun outings. But more than anything, Frankie was distant. He was more secretive, and the dark side of him had gained more ground. He kept pushing me away, until it stuck. Did he ever mention you driving again after that? He didn't ask me to again, if that's what you mean. But it seemed to be quite the topic in his circle. For a while, I received high fives whenever we entered a bar. That night was basically the end of my relationship, but only the beginning of my career behind the wheel. Wheel Woman is written by Lars Jacobson and Sabrina Jaglum and directed by Sabrina Jaglum. Produced by Lars Jacobson and Sabrina Jaglum. Executive produced by Georgia Durante and Noel Brown for iHeartRadio. Wheel Woman stars Lelia Symington as Georgia, with additional performances by Tanner Beard, Zachary Weber, Simon Jaglum, Chase Mullins, Nick Williams, Gabe Greenspan, Dylan McCollum, Garrett Bear, Nora Garrett, Duncan Caladine, Victoria Foyt, Max Georgie, Mariah Bess, and Max Jacoby. Edited by Chris Childs with sound design and theme music by Chris Childs. Adapted from the book, The Company She Keeps by Georgia Durante. Wheel Woman, Confessions of a Getaway Driver is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 